We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Cowboys Nation alarmed. Very alarmed. And they have a right to be, Perloff. Welcome to Maggie and Perloff. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff on CBS Sports Radio. I still think the Cowboys are a good team. I picked them to go to the Super Bowl. My Super Bowl pick of Cowboys Jags not looking awesome today. But that's fine. I still think they're going to be a great team. You've said it. They basically pencil them in for 12 wins a season. This did feel a little predictable because I think they were overlooking their opponent. And wait, I, wait, wait. Nobody, nobody in this country predicted that. No, I think there was like from from Cowboys fans, the moment that it looked like, oh boy, Arizona's not just going to roll over here, right? This is yeah. going to be a little bit tougher of a day. It was like, are they even ready for this? And it felt like they weren't. And I think that goes to not just Dak Prescott, who didn't play well, but also to Mike McCarthy. Like everyone's got to be ready to play. And they didn't seem like they were ready for a dogfight, which is what Arizona did. Well, Arizona, here's what I thought was going to happen. They jumped all over Washington in week one, somehow lost. They jumped all over the Giants in week two, somehow lost. So I assumed, even though they they were beating the Cowboys at half, I thought it was just a matter of time for the Cowboys to turn it on. Yep, never came. Shocking. Yep. I don't know. How can the Giants turn it on, who are terrible, and the Commanders, who apparently are not that good either, how can those two teams turn it on? And Dallas, I think Dallas has built... I'm starting to realize to play from ahead. Yep. Once you get that pass rush going, forget it. You're dead. But when, it's when they the play, run game, when they play tougher yep. teams like the Eagles and the Niners, who have great run games, I'm not sure that formula is going to work. So I'm really curious. Forget this game. How is this formula going to match up against the elite run teams in the NFC? Or just really good coaches like Bill Belichick next week. You oh, know, no, that's. I mean, the Patriots offense really, really bad. Are we in a time machine to 2008? <laughs> what, are, what are you talking about? Come on, eight five five two one two four CBS. Here is Dak Prescott talking about the loss to the Cardinals. Y'all put us on top of the world. We knew we know who we are, um, and, and in that same sense, I'm sure the media got got what they wanted. For us, it hadn't been but one one undefeated team in this league ever, ever. So. Uh, yeah, it, it sucks. It's humbling. Um, but to say it's a wake-up call, we, we knew we had a lot of adversity, and we just, just didn't get it done. Yeah, I mean, a couple things there. I, I don't think the media, I don't think this is the time to really blame the media. You know, were people blowing smoke because the defense looked great? Yes, that's what comes along with winning anytime you uh, on any team. Look what we're doing now with the Miami Dolphins. I'm going to say, I'll speak for myself. Look what I'm doing with the Dolphins. They're hanging 70. I'm like, are they peaking too soon? You're like, Maggie, come on. They're playing the Denver Broncos. But still, it's like, you know, you can't help but, like, see what's in front of you. And after they beat the Giants and beat the Jets and the defense looked as good as it looked, people, of course, were jumping on the, on the Cowboys because they're a good team. I don't think that this is indicative, this loss is indicative of that, but it did feel like, oh, here we go again with the Cowboys not meeting the moment. Yeah, it's interesting that one thing he said was this has been a tough week. The Trayvon Diggs injury. So I think that you could argue their pass rush is so ferocious that you can make up for it on the back end. I don't think we we maybe took into account emotionally what that did because he is he's very outspoken, seems like a team leader. Maybe that took the wind out of their sails a little bit, just emotionally. 
Is that I know that's not a good excuse, but I I think maybe that's a little bit of what happened here. Uh I don't know because I watched the Jets lose Aaron Rodgers four plays into a game and go out and still win a game. Oh, come on. That was a fluke game. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. I've seen other teams gather themselves together after yeah, a big injury. I, I just say, well, it reminded me, of, how about last year with the Bills when DeMar Hamlin had his unfortunate incident? That team was off the rails for the rest of the season. Yeah, I mean, because the guy almost died on the field. I mean, I feel bad for Trayvon Diggs, but he's going to come back from ACL surgery. Yeah, but I do think a, an injury like that can definitely deflate the team. They were obviously looking past the Arizona Cardinals. I don't know. Who, I don't think they're going to be really... It honestly helps them against the Patriots. There's no way. How are the Patriots going to score enough points to beat the Cowboys? No, I think... They don't have a running quarterback. They have an okay running game, but they, I don't see any opportunity here. We'll see. 855-212-4CBS. You want to watch the show, youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. Pete Tolner is in the chat says, nothing thrills Perloff like an Eagles win and the hated, hated Cowboys losing. Oh, you should see my text threads. It's like a double victory. <laughs> Uh, halfway through the game, it's like, man, DeAndre Swift looks awesome. And man, was that a sweet win by Arizona <laughs> yesterday. <Jeez. laughs> Wait, what makes you happier? Eagles winning or Cowboys losing? Oh, definitely. I actually like Dak Prescott, both personally and as a player. So yeah. I kind of root for flaw. that. Yeah, I know. I root for that part of Dallas. Well, that's but, the uh, one part that's I don't been actually, pretty no, no, no. <laughs> I, It's definitely the Eagles win. I don't, I've, I've actually rooted for the Cowboys at certain times. I've known people who are there. So I, I don't hate that, you know, Andy Dalton was there. I don't hate the Cowboys like I used to. It's a kid. Oh, did I hate them. Uh, but, you know, honestly, the Eagles have won a Super Bowl recently, and they were in the Super Bowl last year. So are the Cowboys really competition for them? Oh, boy. Look at that. I mean, the Chiefs, yes. Cowboys, I, I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. And how about your girl, Taylor Swift, from Pennsylvania? <laughs> yeah. Now, all of a sudden, diehard Chiefs fan cheering weak. in the booth. Meanwhile, so she's weak. freaking out. They're uh, they're up by 40. <laughs> she's freaking out like she's never seen anyone score a touchdown before. Meanwhile, Donna Kelsey, who's, you know, watched both of her kids win Super Bowls. But Donna Kelsey, golf clap. Like, yeah. so not impressed that Travis caught a touchdown in a blowout game. And Taylor was treating it like it was, you know, a, inside two minutes left in the Super Bowl. <laughs> I think Donna was secretly judging Taylor. Honestly, have you ever been in a, in a crowd where someone's over applauding Oof. and it makes you want to applaud less? I think Donna was not feeling Taylor last night. That's a theory I have. I like that theory. Also, nothing cringier than, like, we were kind of witnessing the first date. Of like the mom and the yeah. girlfriend. Yeah. Oh my gosh! And I, I don't just, care how. Don't you remember the first time you met your significant other's parents or your girlfriend or boyfriend's parents? A lot of nervous energy. So much. You're over clapping. A lot of laughing. A lot of uh, yeah. You got to be like on your best behavior times ten. Can I ask for advice? It's a this would actually go to the advice stuck, but I'm just going to ask you here. Advice stuck's tomorrow. So my kids are 11 and 13. Yeah, both girls. How do I effectively intimidate potential boyfriends? It'll be tough for you. <laughs> you don't cut as an intimidating figure. Okay. So, um, well, how do I discourage them? Like, do I just act really weird? I don't know. What, what can I do? <laughs> what do you mean weird? Like, come in wearing like a, well, you got that, you're going to have that uh, buffalo costume now. Maybe just wear that after you lost the bet yeah, to I, me. I, yeah. And to Nick, really. Nick in Texas. You know, the other thing, too, is I, I, instilled this rule and I thought my girls were like I'm like you really shouldn't start dating until you're 15 or 16 15 yeah. my uh and they're 13 because I thought that they wouldn't like me would not have any opportunity to date <laughs> no, until they're they were 15 beautiful. They're yeah, yeah. Tons it's of a totally different it's totally different ball game I I wish I had had that rule because I couldn't get a date but now <laughs> it's a self imposed this boys sniffing around on Snapchat and I can't even tell you what's going on oh here. boy it's not good 
Maybe I need to bring that accent we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Just carry that around in New York City. Uh, that might not work. How do you get intimidating? Well, do they follow you on social media? Because they're going to no, see a lot because... of us doing silly things. No, no, no. Well, they, they've never even heard of Twitter where we do a lot of this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Got to be honest. There was if a moment when yeah. uh, our babysitter from over the summer knew that I ate the jar of jelly. And yeah. I was like... I have lost all my authority oh here. My <laughs> this is, you're like in your early 20s. I'm not. And the fact that you know that I ate this whole jar of jelly, I'm now somewhat embarrassed. Well, I actually made my daughter upset. She, I guess she's been Google searching me. And she came up with a thing that I think is still in the studio. Yes, this tweet behind me. Oh, yeah. Your tweet to uh, Inside the NBA. Yeah, and it said, I wish someone loved me as much as Shaq loves Joel Embiid. That comes up on your Google search? Yeah, Lucy came down and found it, and she said, what is this, Dad? My, and my wife was there. She, she took it as a fence, saying that my wife does not love me as much as Shaquille O'Neal <laughs> loves Joel Embiid. And my wife had to talk her down. She's like, Dad, how could you possibly say that? So you want someone to love you more like Shaq? I'm like, you don't understand. Shaq and Joel Embiid is a different thing than the way I love your mom. <laughs> And I'm like, well, it goes back to, you know, Embiid's a center and Shaq's a center. She's like, what are you talking about? Well, your my, your, you know, mom loves you. I'm like, I know she loves me, but not like Shaq loves Joel. Because if you ever watch Inside the NBA, it's a love fest. I think your two. wife likes you. I think yeah. Shaq loves Joel. No, I mean, the reality is I do wish I had a wife who loved me as much as Shaq loved Joel Embiid. Actually, my daughter was right. Uh, meanwhile, the New York Jets decided to make a move today. Good transition um, thank there. You. <laughs> They decide to make a move today. Not, I think, what the Jets fan was expecting after watching Zach Wilson just continue to be Zach Wilson. I, I don't know what else you want. He's who he is. He's not going to miraculously get better here overnight, okay? They brought in Trevor Simeon to be on the practice squad. Perloff, why won't they just bite the bullet here and really try to go after someone who could meaningfully impact the game? I'm sorry, Trevor Simeon is not it. I don't think there's anyone out there. Well, you always are stumping for Carson Wentz. It's too late. You know, they're, we're getting into week four now. I don't know when they're going to get Wentz up to speed. Uh, Trevor Simeon, I read one thing about him. He's very adaptable to new offenses. He he's, learns offenses quickly. He's Went probably to North played Wentz on like 15 yeah. teams. So he, and he played for the Jets before, by the way, and got hurt like Aaron Rodgers style, just a few plays into a, I think it was a Monday night game, Samter. You're not a Jets fan anymore. Anyway, he got hurt and like Luke Falk had to come in. It was a disaster. I'm just curious, big picture, is, is part of this they're protecting the whole thing so Aaron Rodgers can come back next year? Protecting like, what? I don't know. Like, why else would they, you know, that they don't want to bring in someone who's too uh, good. His feelings? I, this is just, or just, they don't want to bring in Kirk Cousins and then have the, the pressure to re-sign Kirk Cousins again to some messy quarterback situation. Because Aaron Rodgers coming off an Achilles tear is not exactly the prize object to be a quarterback next year. That's a complicated issue, too. I get it, but can we talk about Kirk Cousins? <laughs> yeah, baller. <laughs> yeah, the numbers are always there with Cousins. Yeah. That's, that's never a problem. I, I, I've never seen this before, or maybe you guys have, where you are in the waning seconds of a game that you can come from behind and win, and you should have won against the L.A. Chargers. The Chargers were so ready to charger that game. It was right there for the taking. And instead, the quarterback in his own building can't hear the offensive play coming in because the crowd is too loud. Like, I remember when Kirk Cousins played a playoff game in New Orleans. Do you remember that game? 
playoff game in New Orleans. It was his only yeah. win. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he was holding his helmet the whole time because the crowd was just so loud. And at one point, I, I don't know how they mitigated it. I, I don't know why they couldn't have foreseen that the crowd noise was really going to impact what was going on there. And also just spike the ball. Instead, they run this play that I guess that they were going to run anyway, and he ends up throwing an interception. Yeah, it was a mess. I mean, it was uh, all the close wins last year. It's the exact opposite this year. The offense is still good. I mean, first of all, the Chargers move the ball at will on that defense. I, I'm not worried about Kirk Cousins. I don't, the other thing, too, I don't totally 100% count them out of the NFC North. Because I think they can beat the Packers and they can beat beat the Lions. Neither of those teams have blown me away either. So nice come from behind win though for the Packers. Yeah, but really, I mean, is the, the Packers like really wowing you? No, they're not. But I mean, I think New Orleans defense is legit. Yeah, no. So that was and to come they, back like that in the fourth quarter, they I mean, beat Jameis cool. Winston eighteen to seventeen. I, I don't know. I just think that the the Vikings it was it was a bad loss. They should have won it at home. The officials were trying to help them all they could. There's a bunch of weird weird calls. But I still think that they're an okay team. I just think sometimes like there's a, there's a variance of luck. And last year they got all the good luck. This year they're getting all the bad luck. I don't know. I, I don't think you should go to the Jets, but might as well ride this out. I think the Vikings, can, they'll make a late season run. At some point we'll be talking about the Vikings in the playoff race. Does that sound crazy? Sounds a little crazy, but <laughs> it doesn't sound crazier than what the Jets are doing, which is essentially throwing away the season if you don't Ooh. try to do something. Yeah, unless they can get into the draft. I mean, I, I was just talking with Mike about it. I'm not sure. There no, might Mike's be, no longer a Jets fan. There might be one game that they're favorites in the rest of the season. They'll be underdogs pretty much every week. They could easily get in this draft position. Might as well. Come on, Maggie. Let's do that. Let's just switch the narrative. Draft a quarterback. If you are a general manager, how do you survive two intentional tanks? I mean, that's something. This isn't the Philadelphia 76ers situation. This is well, Sam Hinkie has, by the way, never gotten another job in the NBA. He's never won one. I'm sure he's been okay, offered. Sure. But this guy drafted, <laughs> Joe Douglas did draft Sauce Gardner and Garrett Wilson. Yeah, and he also drafted Zach Wilson. Yeah, so he screwed up on Zach Wilson. It was the COVID year. Everybody screwed up on quarterbacks. And, that whole quarterback draft was messed up. And presided over the tank, the tank for Trevor. And now he could preside over a second tank? This guy, that's a wait, lot wait, wait, of wait. leeway. Was the tank, he was there for the tank for Trevor? Yes. But he didn't make a he hadn't done anything for the team. It was his first year there. He came in in like July. Yes. So it's not the general manager's fault that they accidentally won two games. <laughs> <laughs> I like uh, Joe Douglas. I think I think that they should rebuild. I like this idea now. I'm all in. Have the number four pick in the draft. Take a quarterback. Have him sit behind Aaron Rodgers next year. Let's go. YouTube.com slash CBS Sports Radio, where Aram said you you're talking about what could you do to intimidate. Yeah. Would be boyfriends yes. of your daughter once uh, she starts dating. He said he had a, a dad on a first date when he walked into his home, had every gun he owned on the table in front of them, cleaning them. He said, Nice to meet you. I said, uh, He said, You'll have her home by 10 30, right? Is that real? People really do that? It sounds like a uh, sitcom thing. Yeah, that does sound. I don't have any guns, so I can't yeah. really do that. I, I've never seen something like that before. Does that happen in real life? I guess. I don't know. I'm thinking of, I've, I, I'm friends, I'm not friendly. I, we know some professional athletes. Yeah. Maybe I could have one of them stand behind me and look intimidating. <laughs> there with, you go. What do you like, like Reggie Miller or something? Yeah. No, not Reggie Miller. I think I might have asked Barkley once to come to my house <laughs> and intimidate him. And he was just so into He's like, oh, yeah, Andrew, I got you. He's but like, Barkley I will stand behind now you. is like the most unassuming guy. It was only back in the day that he was super intimidating. No, no Barkley's. 
No, he's Gigantic. still intimidating, but it wasn't back in the day when he was throwing guys through play class windows and stuff. No, he's no, not no. no. Barkley's made it clear, though. I, I don't know if he has a daughter, but he said, oh, man. If yeah, it, he does. She just got married. Yeah. yeah, he said, oh, I was full on, like, trying to intimidate opposing boyfriends. Yeah, th- what this can is a, we do I, so that Perloff can look more intimidating? You want to grow a mustache or something? No, I think I'm going to have to in- intellectually intimidate them. Oh, great. And do a Rubik's Cube in front of them <laughs> yeah. or something? Way to go. Hi, nice to meet you, Mr. Perloff. Oh, yeah, what's the Pythagorean theory? <laughs> yeah, great. <laughs> what are the two countries that border the Tigris River? I mean, this is not going to work. I don't even know the answer to that. <laughs> I think it's actually in Iran. I'm not really sure. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Dion Sanders, the Daily Dion. It comes your way next. What do you have to say about the humbling loss against Oregon? We have all that for you in just moments. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome back to the Maggie and Perloff show. Need advice. Got my daughters 11 and 13 going to happen sooner rather than later there's going to be boys showing up at my apartment door wanting to date my daughters and I'm not cool with it Maggie I don't care you know if I'm Donna Kelsey I am <laughs> hating on Taylor Swift I don't care nobody's good enough for my kids <laughs> more importantly I, I know men I was one of them at one point in my life <laughs> yes once they, upon a time yeah, not they, anymore teenage boys have nothing good to offer this is uh, it's a bad situation <laughs> 855-2124-CBS. Grant is in Alaska. Maybe has some advice for Perloff. Hey, Grant, how are you? Uh, yeah, doing well. I have three daughters, and the oldest one, I came home, and uh, she had a, a gentleman, a young man there, and he said, so you're a Packers fan? Because I had a Packers hat on. I was like, no, they pay me to wear this. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and, and, then I, and then I got a follow-up on that one. I moved out of the house, and my dad had a moose. And, uh, and he was butchering the moose in the kitchen. And, uh, and my sister had a, my little sister had a gentleman call her and rings the doorbell. And my mom's doing something. My brother's gone. I've moved out. And my dad has to go answer the door and he's got blood all over his hands because he's butchering a moose in the kitchen. Oh. Grant. <laughs> I related to you on the snarky comeback about the Packers hat. The bloody moose is where I can't really pull that off. Yeah, can I can I can I ask a question? A moose is huge, right? It's a massive animal. Well, you know, you, yeah, no, you 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 cut it up in the field, oh. but then when you get it home, you butcher it and process it. Ah, and you're just but that, he that's just in the your door with his elbows, and like, who are you? <laughs> oh my gosh! And did the guy stick around? Because I'd probably about face and just be in yeah. my car as quickly as possible. I think my sister. I think my sister intercepted. <laughs> Is moose? Does that taste good? By the way, it's very good. Oh, okay, great. Where do you live in Alaska? Anchorage. So uh, you know, I'm obsessed with shows about Alaska. Shows about being in the wilderness. Uh, I have zero skills. Is Does everybody in Alaska know the basics of hunting and sort of, you know, basic survival uh, skills? No, not everyone. But I feel like you do. I get the sense. <laughs> yeah. So how long do you yeah. think... 
how long do you think I could spend in the Alaskan <laughs> outback? How long would I last? I got no skills I, whatsoever. I don't, I don't know you personally. No, we all know the answer, Grant. You're just being kind. Five minutes. Grant, thank you so much for the phone call. <laughs> really? Appreciate that. I think Five seconds. Two and a half hours. I think uh, you're underestimating my <laughs> ability to entertain myself for two and a half hours. Uh, uh, you get over 90 minutes. I would consider that a huge victory. What I don't, Okay, you're talking tough, but you're from upstate New York. You're yeah. from the country. Yeah, I am. And you have no country skills whatsoever. What am I going to do? I was, I was the outlier. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I just I don't have it in me. Have you ever killed an animal and dressed it in the field? <laughs> have you? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're never going to survive the Alaskan outback. Uh, Eric is in Portland. Eric, how are you? Oh, I'm great. Yeah, I was at that duck uh, buffalo beatdown, and I just wanted to say I take issue with your guys' uh, picking duck bet, and I think that it's cannibalism since Maggie is such a huge yes. duck fan. I know. That was part and of I it. Think, <laughs> yeah. And I think you should instead eat bison burgers. Oh, there we go. Maybe that would have been sh- smarter. Yeah, should have done bison burgers. I mean, either way, Eric, what was the vibe like? What was the scene at Alton? Well, you know us ducks, we like to do it up. I mean, they knew that all eyeballs were on that game, and they did it so good. They had uh, Navy parachuters delivering the game ball. Um, they had the Oregon duck uh, beating up uh, and destroying a primetime big clock. And that got the whole crowd into it. And before you knew it, I mean, you saw the game. It was a massacre, and every all, all of us in that crowd loved it. Eric, thank you so much. Yes, the um, I, I saw this. Uh, I thought it was pretty brilliant. But you, this is one thing you don't see every day. So the Oregon Duck comes out. He's got the glasses and the hat on, kind of like doing a Dion yeah. impersonation. They call, bring out this huge thing that is a clock, clearly, a uh, picture of a clock. And it just says prime on the side, right? Like prime time. Understood. Yeah. And then the duck takes a huge sledgehammer and breaks the cardboard clock. <laughs> and he does this so big that the head flies off of the mascot helmet. Oh, no. And then he just had to scurry away up the tunnel <laughs> while someone else grabbed the head and ran after him. That's not good. Like at Disney, the worst thing that could happen is somebody's head comes off yeah. and the kids see that it's not really goofy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, this happened with like whoever is the duck, some young dude. Oh, man. He got but too into it. I I went down a, a Bo Nix wormhole uh, because he looks so good. Definitely yeah. in the Heisman race now. Definitely. Looked perfect. Uh, do you know that he played against Justin Herbert when he was at Auburn and Herbert was at Oregon? Isn't that amazing? These guys are in college for just two. That's long. amazing. <laughs> Herbert's in his fourth year in the pros. That was a, a viral thing this weekend that uh, Herbert and Nick's went head to head. So I don't know what that means for anything, uh, but this is a great time for Oregon. I'm telling you, though, the Pac-12 every week is going to be some crazy top 10 game. It's going to be amazing. And I'm sorry, Maggie, Colorado will not be in all of those games. Well, let's get to our daily deal. <laughs> Daily. Do you believe that? Dion. You believe that? Dion talking about the blowout loss to Oregon. Here you go. Oh, sorry, Stu. I keep doing this to you today. One thing that I could say honestly and candidly, you better get me right now. This is the worst we're going to be. You better get me right now. God bless him, though, man. He's a great coach. He did a great job. God bless him. He can take their shots. They won. I don't shoot. I don't do that. They won. That was Dion after taking the medicine. Uh, absolute throttling. It turns out that I believe Shador Sanders had to be hospitalized after the game. Um, 
yeah, Dion son, Shador, who play, excuse me, Shiloh, not Shador, Shiloh, part of me, who plays on defense, the linebacker, had to be hospitalized uh, because he was urinating blood after Ooh, the game. A little internal bleeding. Ooh. Yeah, happens sometimes when uh, kidneys and stuff. Um, so I think he's fine. Everything's going to be okay. But, you know, when Dion says, you know, better get us now, I think a lot of people are like, oh, more trash talk from Dion. I think he's kind of proven that once he already has proven he can recruit, once he recruits some bigger players on the offensive, specifically the offensive line and the defensive line, I think he's going to be right there. I don't understand why he wouldn't be able to get another big-time quarterback, even if Shador does go to the NFL. Well, I don't think it's trash talk to say better get us now. I mean, there's a certain amount of humility in that, saying, oh, listen, I realize this is not a full team yet. This is not... I, I think I was... Like, that's the opposite of what Dion usually says. Like, uh, I mean, I'm actually looking at their schedule. So USC's this week. They're yeah. heavy underdogs. But then they have a bunch of winnable games. So they have Arizona State, who's a complete triage unit. They're, everyone's injured. Stanford's awful this year. So they could get a couple wins. If they win six games this year, you better get us now. I think that's a huge accomplishment. And yeah. I do think, though, we, we're kind of moving the goalposts on him when he went to Reno. I was like, all of a sudden thinking eight and two. But wouldn't a six or seven win season be a huge achievement and like a, a building block? I, absolutely. But absolutely. I don't know if he takes it like that. I, I, I'm not sure how he would approach that. Well, I, I think that Deion Sanders probably does expect to win every game that he's a yeah. part of. I, I think that's how people like him are wired. And I yeah. think that's a lot of coaches, right? You believe in your game plan, believe in your guys, and you're hoping for their you know for them to play their absolute best and for your opponent to play their absolute worst and and maybe they would have had a shot there but well, Oregon was just outclassed him in every way the other thing though you said he can get another quarterback you could get a five-star quarterback you just do not necessarily know what until that person be. steps on the field exactly what they're going to be and he's got so much confidence with his son they seem to be, they've have a lot of experience together I think that part is going to be I think he'll go back though Dion said in an interview today, he's already making millions this year. I saw him on Sunday. I'm watching a Kentucky Fried Chicken commercial, yep. and there's Shador. So if he gets $10 million, I think he could make him more. He'll go back. Why not? Well, you just mentioned about Bo Nix played, what was it, a college game against, against Justin Herbert. Justin he was Herbert. at Auburn, and Herbert right, was right, at, right. at Oregon. Okay. How much is Justin Herbert making right now? Yeah, 250 but <laughs> Exactly. I kind of want to start the clock on that. If I really think I'm going to be good in the NFL level, and if I think that I'm going to, you know, be one of the top quarterbacks, I kind of want to get started and maybe start the clock on when my $200 million contract is coming. Yeah, but I mean, listen, though, there is value. This thing he's building with his dad seems pretty special. Like, I don't He'll make more at Colorado than he will as a rookie. I mean, he'll make that big bonus, but only make about $6 million. Uh, speaking of quarterbacks and how you never know what you're going to get, uh, the SEC quarterback draft on the Maggie and Perloff show, I kid you not, I'm not even leading this by a lot. This is the only thing I'm winning. I cannot buy a win. Mm. I got knocked out of my survivor pool this week because I took the Jags like a doofus. I'm crushing you guys, and it's all thanks to Jaden Daniels. Jaden Daniels, who had another four-touchdown performance this week, uh... I'm in the lead. Second is Perloff. Third is Stu. Fourth is Samter. Well, okay. Yes. First of all, Jaden Daniels can't do this every week. And LSU almost lost that game, which is unbelievable. But you, Connor Wegman gets hurt. Yeah. Max Johnson looked like a stud. I would worry about that spot. That's the only thing. By the way, my team is a disaster. Uh, Jackson Dart, they, I think that they need to bench him at Ole Miss. 
But I do love Joe Milton in Tennessee. Yeah, the fact that, I mean, I, I won my Alabama bet this weekend. I mean, Ole Miss. Uh, what a wasted opportunity. They had him in the first quarter. Yep. And their offense with Lane Kiffin, the mastermind, just nothing. Nothing. Uh, I wonder, I'm curious, Jalen Milrow didn't do that much, but was that a building block win for Alabama? Like, is Alabama Alabama again? I'm not so sure. I I thought that was a confidence-inspiring win. It's yeah. not like, you know, one of these big gaudy scores or whatever. This wasn't 42 points or what have you, but, I mean. Well, it was at home against Ole Miss. I mean, that's not Alabama's problem. It's it's winning on the road. They did blow this game against Texas, but Alabama has a lot of tough SEC games left. And Jalen Miller was good. He was not Bryce He's Young. definitely the best one of the, the bunch, though. Yeah. If that needed to be confirmed between Buckner and Ty Simpson, he's definitely the best one. Yeah, he's earned that job. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Okay, a lot more to do here, including the very latest uh, on one NFL story. We're going to get you caught up to speed. After this CBS Sports update, here's Rich Ackerman. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. Is this true? I don't believe what this person is about to say. Go to the phones, 855-212-4CBS. Nate is in Pennsylvania said nobody cares about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Nate, surely you are kidding. No, obviously I'm not kidding. I don't even think you guys really care about it. I think it's something that you read in the email in the morning. They're like, hey, talk about this. People care. And and they're so disconnected <laughs> with, with what's actually going on. First, just so you guys know, I'm neglecting my family by not making him dinner to, to, to do this phone call real quick. So it is important <laughs> to me. Okay. Um, this is a sacrifice you're making right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's a family sacrifice. Um, <laughs> I know my priorities lie. But uh, first, they didn't let me on earlier. DA show, Trash Tuesday. I'm trashing producers for CBS Sports. I don't know what it is Why? with you guys. If you get some sort of sick pleasure out of putting people on hold, give me the illusion I'm going to be able to go on and talk about this Travis Kelsey thing. And then instead of getting to talk about it, I got to listen on hold as you guys go Wait a on, minute. on Nate, about me. Hold yeah. on. Hold on. I got to stop you here for a second. First of all, our producers okay. are doing a great job. I'm going to stick up for no, all no, of them. Samter, Secondly, Samter, I love Samter. <laughs> okay. The, we all love Samter and Stu, but here's the thing. You being on hold is not the producer's fault. That's the host's fault. If we, if we leave you guys on hold, but Nate, this is the first time seeing that you're calling in. Of course we would have gotten to your phone call. We don't want to leave you on hold long. We're trying to get to you as soon as possible. Okay. Yeah, that hate was not directed towards your show at all. I okay. love the uh, the Megan Perloff show. This is more so for um, oh, uh, the, the Zach Gelb oh, show. Yeah, I know that right. Ryan Hickey was, wasn't producing it. He was hosting yesterday. So. Okay, but here's the thing. Nate, hold on, hold on. You can't start name-checking yeah. people. Everyone, we love Hickey. We love Gelb. They're all awesome. Wait, wait. I just want to hear what, why do you think Kelsey Swift is not yeah. relevant? We're dying to know. Okay, here, here okay, this is what it is. You are CBS Sports, okay? This is supposed to be geared towards sports fans. If you were on Entertainment Tonight, the E! Network, keeping up with the Kardashians, that whole lump them together, they care desperately about this stuff. They live for this stuff. Like, I live for, for touchdowns, but I would guarantee if you watch the Sunday night games, okay, you had somebody watch all the NFL games, and you were to say, write your top 50 things you took away from watching this week's games, okay? They, they wouldn't even crack the top 50, but yet... <laughs> You, 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 you have headlines like Zach Gelb, Ryan Hickey goes to break, and his big thing going into the break is our biggest takeaway from this week in the NFL. It's not, you know, Miami scoring 70. It's not the, you know, Patriots getting their first win. Yeah. It's about that Taylor Swift went to the no, – it's not. <laughs> hey, it's, called, no, it's, they're, it's hyperbole. They're just joking around a little bit. But also, it was the biggest takeaway of the weekend. Uh, no. Nate, of course, we kid, but here's the thing, right? 
this the reason why I think it was so was such a why we all latched on to it so much is because no one thought they were actually dating and then she shows up at the game and she's jumping around yelling and screaming. Do you honestly care? Here, this is the No, I think it's I fake. Care. <laughs> if he were to marry Taylor Swift, have a family, and then at the age of 45, retire, and then at the last minute, unretire, and, and basically choose football over his family, like, you know, TV did, yeah. then I would care. That would be, that would, I would, I would listen to what they have to say about that. Okay. This is. It doesn't rise the to the level yet. Oh my God. The level you guys talk about is not, <laughs> and, it's, and it's, it's not news. Nobody, ah, it's just, I had to go off my chest. Take a pull. Talk to everyone I talk to. I can guarantee that this ranks on their scale. Out of Wait, the top Nate, 100. there's, listen, awesome. Take a breath. You got the point across. You can go back to making dinner now if you want to, or just order a pizza or something. It's fine. Here's the thing. I love the fact that you think that we get an email in the morning about what to talk about. That's uh, awesome. And by the way, if anyone is getting an email around here, please forward it to me because <laughs> I'd love to be on this email. We don't get I, talking way, points around here. Nate is hung up, but I'm sure he's with me. I, I bet he thinks people talk about Dion way too much, too. Why? Because we have a daily Dion? Well, I do think because he's saying, like, I care about touchdowns. Like, I do think and it's not you, but I do think generally... Dion has probably taken too many headlines away from the elite teams in college football. Like, the fact that Texas is number three and it never comes up on anybody's show is interesting to me. Well, we talked about Texas after they beat Alabama. I, I understand. But I'm just saying, like, in general, though, I think he probably Wait. is right. The media does get caught on some pretty bizarre things. Okay. And I, totally, I totally understand what he's talking about. Here's my question, though. Can I just defend the media for one second? Yeah. What are we supposed to talk about with Georgia right now? Give me an exciting Georgia oh, topic. A, They've played nobody. It wasn't Georgia. It was like basically like all like basically every school has been ignored to talk about Dion all the time. I I'm guess. not saying you. I'm saying in general. No, but I want to stick up first for a second because the thing is, is if Georgia d- was doing something compelling, then we would totally talk about it. Really? I, They're just I don't winning. So. No, 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 I don't. Against I, inferior opponents. We'll talk about them when they actually start facing some stiffer competition. I don't think so. I don't think any games have risen to the level of breaking through the Dion Hayes that is covering the national media. I don't think that Notre Dame Ohio State game was really good. Kind of because it was controversial because Notre Dame's head coach didn't have ten, didn't have eleven players on the field for the last two plays. Okay, maybe okay Saturday maybe, but before that, up until that point, nothing was breaking through. I think it was all Dion all the time. And that is, honestly, credit to Dion for creating yeah. that atmosphere. But there was plenty of games, also the week scheduling, but there was a lot, arguably a lot to talk about, and nobody was talking about anything but, but Dion. And, so, and there is a little bit of that vibe with Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. I mean, I disagree with Dave. I mean, Taylor Swift is the biggest star in the country, yeah. dating an active NFL player and in the booth. Obviously, it's going to get eyeballs. And it was shocking because I don't think anyone... I, I thought it was like in Travis Kelsey's like mind they were dating. I didn't think they were really dating. Also, his jersey sales up 400% on Fanatics. But I do understand what he's saying. Like, that stuff is trivial. Yeah, of course. But Like, uh, like I do think there's a... a like Chris Mad Dog Russo is like, I don't care if she's naked in the booth. I want to talk about football. There is definitely sure. that old school. Let's just talk about X's and O's. Well, I totally Bob not there. I don't think Mad Dog wants to talk about it. But... <laughs> This is the other sneaky like, part. We let, let let you behind the curtain. It's entertainment. This is yeah. interesting to some people. Some people, it's not. Yeah, there are definitely. Listen, you want to talk? You want to talk? Uh, Dolphins offensive line. I'm here all day. I'd say by in three weeks, the the overdoing of the Travis Kelsey Taylor Swift headline is going to drive fifty percent of the audience, <laughs> not our audience, fifty percent of the world, just insane. Probably. 
It's and a, that's how we do things. We kind of beat everything that's good into the ground. <laughs> when I say we, I mean like all Americans. Yeah, I don't think I do. Uh, well, maybe. Uh, let's go to Jay in Alabama. Hey, Jay. What's up, dude? Sounds like we're talking about how the sausage is made again. A little bit. We're, we're, talking, we're talking about making sausage again. But, I mean, I agree with the last caller. Like, truthfully, nobody really cares about, like, if they're dating or not. Yeah. And it is kind of pumped up. But, um, I mean, it's kind of funny seeing Elle Woods from ESPN. She was, like, going crazy. She was like, this is a cap. It's it's, it's a stunt. I don't know why. I mean, she was, like, Elle really, Duncan. like, really. Elle Woods is from really Legally Blonde. <laughs> Elle Duncan is her name. Elle Woods is from Legally Blonde. Oh, Jay. yeah. Elle, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Elle Duncan. It's Reese but, Witherspoon's uh, had... character in Legally Blonde. <laughs> Thank you so much for the phone call. A little insider, an inside mm. job is what he's alleging. Right. But I kind of agree with what Jay said about Taylor Swift. It is a very low stakes story, which is a good thing. It's like it's a very light story, yeah. which is kind of fun. Like, yes, we're kind of all curious about it. But if it, they break up tomorrow or even if it goes away tomorrow, it'd be like, it's not that heavy. I don't even think Donna Kelsey is going to care. <laughs> yeah, like, Donna Kelsey won't care at all. By the way, Alabama, there was one of the weirdest plays ever in that game. Did you see... When when the officials didn't tell Nick Saban what down it was, yeah, they, and they got and everyone and the announcers thought I think they just accidentally took a down away because nobody knew what was going on at, in the red zone. That was weird. Uh, so basically, the announcers are like, I think that they jumped to fourth down yeah. too quickly because no one knew that they gave them the first down on a little close play. That was a mess. There was a lot of officiating issues this weekend. And I think Jay's right and people who are watching that game. The play calling on offense, Not that I'm not saying it was suspect, but the play calling was just uninspired is what I would say. Let's get to our shot of the day. He shoots! And the shot of the day is brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila is brought to you by those who drink it. Today's shot of the day, a little snapshot of the show, was our conversation earlier about one NFL quarterback, Mac Jones, is he a dirty player? Yes, it is a very dangerous sport. Guys yes. are really hitting each other hard all the time. Who cares about a little flick? Sauce Gardner's acting like he was attacked outside in the parking lot. It was a tiny little thing in the football field. That is maybe okay. the smallest amount of contact there was on any play of the whole <laughs> Patriots-Jets well, game. I can't believe you'd be defending Mac Jones here. I feel like that's going against guy code. I don't get it with you guys. Sometimes it's a big deal. Sometimes it's not a big deal. Can you just come to a consensus on whether or not it's a big deal to get hit below the belt? It's actually one of the more interesting things about men is their it's not. Yeah, no, no. Well, there's not that many more interesting things. We like to sit on the couch, watch say. football, drink beer. Everyone survived. There were no concussions suffered. Everyone was kept their reproductive skills intact. <laughs> there you go. 
Pats, Mac Jones with a cup check on Sauce Gardner. So what happened after the game? I didn't follow. Was Sauce Gardner tweeting out the video saying, see, I told you he flicked me. Is that what happened? Well, part of it was because he kind of like shoved Mac Jones and he was worried about getting suspended or fined or some sort of punishment against him or at least some negative backlash. So he just wanted to show, hey, I didn't just shove him for no reason. He flicked me. I don't (laughs) think he was going after being like, this was the worst that's ever happened. But he's like, hey, just, just so you know, I was instigated. Like, that game commissioner, was, he flicked me. That game was kind of hard to see what was going on because the, the cameras were fogging up. It was so rainy and disgusting out there. Even these video, these Zapruder film videos of Mac Jones supposedly hitting Sauce Gardner. Back into the left. Back <laughs> into the left. <laughs> they don't really make I don't see a clear flick. I'm sorry. I, I don't think – I'd be, I'd be very surprised if the NFL find Mac Jones for this. That's a big issue now. Are they going to find him? I don't think so. Samter has a poll up. Yeah. What is it? Do you care about Kelsey Taylor Swift? 81% said no. Who cares? Yeah, I kind of get that. Samter, you don't believe it. I don't pull, I don't buy it for a second. You think people are lying? Yeah, I, I, I think people want to pretend they don't care about yeah, yeah, athletes yeah. who they're dating. And people, especially in sports, want to pretend they don't care about Taylor Swift. I don't know more than two or three Taylor Swift songs. I care about what who Taylor Swift is dating. And I care about, like... Her global presence. Yeah. So, like, I don't know her music. I don't have to know her music. Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey is interesting. I I mean, I agree. It's like a side story. Is she going to be at the next game? Chiefs at Jets. Boy, this is the real Samter Bowl here. This is your the old team you rooted for for 40 years of your life and the new team you've rooted for for four days. Can't wait and have my Mahomes jersey on yeah. or, or my Kelsey Swift combination jersey on, whatever it's going to be. I'm going to have that wearing. Go Chiefs. By the way, are that Odell Beckham Jr., Kim Kardashian couple, will you agree that that is not quite the <laughs> same sizzle? You guys are right. You guys are right. This uh, yeah. Was Kim at the game? I don't even know. Who knows? Who cares? By the way, <laughs> how, old news. how did the Ravens lose that game? And why did Justin Tucker, the greatest kicker in the history of the NFL, get outkicked by Matt Gay? That was the weird. There were so many weird games. How about the fullback returning a touchdown for Houston? That's the craziest play I've ever seen in my life, and we didn't even get to it. There was so much to talk about. Well, CJ Stroud's the real deal. I know. CJ Stroud looks great, and Houston, like, they won that game. There was no mm. flukes. There was no... They came in. They were led wire to wire. I was disappointed in the Jags. Yeah, I mean, you don't consider a fullback the up man returning an 80-yard kickoff return a fluke? Because Dude, that's they, never happened in the history of the NFL. But they won by more than a score. I mean, that wasn't the deciding play. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, they had them the whole day. Division and now all of a sudden everyone's talking like the Texans are a real threat to win that division. Slow down. Mm, I don't know about that, but I mean, early returns on C.J. Stroud better than Bryce Young, better than Anthony Richardson so far. Ooh, not is he better, better than, than Anthony Richardson. I'm not sure he's 100 percent better than Anthony Richardson. Well, Richardson's already been out, and so is Bryce Young. Uh, okay, we got to go. Thank you, Mike Samter. Thank you to Stu Kovacs. Thank you to the Weedos, Purple Drinkers, the Callers. We'll be back tomorrow with more things not. Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. We promise. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.